very interesting what songs were sung this morning. Hannah uh, was leading us, did a great job. Uh, but a lot of the songs that were sung actually tied in really well with what I had to bring, which I tweaked slightly because it was primarily a baptism-related uh, sermon, and I've changed it um, a fair bit. But um, the songs all sort of fit so well. And so this morning, we're broadly going to look at giving, which is something we haven't talked about for a while. Uh, but in this church, we talk about the giving of our, our lives, our time and our money to God. We talk about those three things. And it's, it's something that it's come up, particularly the idea of, of giving of your resource. It's come up in the last three, uh, three of the last four sermons in the Ezra and Nehemiah series. Uh, Tom spoke about it, Andy uh, and Brian all sort of, it was in there as like kind of a side point that they referenced. I don't have the clicker, so you might need to just click on and I can't see what's up there, but so I'll keep turning around, but that's fine. Um, so it's, it's somewhere that's, something that's come up, this idea of giving, this concept of giving, and it's an area that God has been drawing my attention to uh, as a, a sort of a, a kind of a, an area where I think some of us need to experience some, some freedom and some training in, in how to be reliant on God. And uh, I think there's going to be there's going to be a greater need for uh, us to take care of one another in the coming months. I don't know if you've realised, but your energy bills have probably gone up uh, amongst other things. There's going to be a greater need for us to look after one another in the coming months. And that requires us to be better at giving. In order for someone to receive, someone has to give. That's logical, isn't it? That's, you know, that's, I said that as if it was something profound, didn't I? But that is just basic. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so I think this is an area we need to sort of, God's going to be working on some of us in the next few months. And, you know, maybe even longer if we don't get the idea. And so it's important for us to, to start to get a grasp of what God wants. And so this is very much a broad uh, I suppose, overview of some stuff, which we'll delve into maybe a bit later on in the year. But alongside that, generosity is one of our, our values as a church. And we say this about it, um, that we want to build a culture of generosity. God is generous and everything we have is from him. And so inspired by and led by the Holy Spirit, we give generously and joyfully of our time our lives and our money. This is a sacrificial act of worship to Jesus, a statement that we are all in on his mission and that his mission comes before our own plans, comfort and financial security. And this, so as I was preparing this week, I was thinking, oh, is this, you know, this is just a one-off random start to the summer. Is this a bit odd? Uh, I got a, a voice note uh, from someone in the church who said, oh, I'm not sure if you're preparing a sermon or anything, but you know, some of the words that were shared last Sunday about being in a battle and having to fight uh, for things. I just felt God was saying that in the next stage of the battle, that struggling with money was going to be something that, that people needed to work through. And not just money, but the mindset around it, that this idea that there's a desire to always want more and to never be satisfied. And that there's a danger that people will almost get stuck on that part of their growth and development. And therefore wouldn't be able to move into what God had for them. 
So that was quite an encouragement to me as I was preparing this message. So I thought, oh, this is, I'm thinking about, is, that the, is this the right time for that? And then I get this message. I think, okay, God, I'll, I'll speak about what you want me to speak about. We sang this morning uh, about building your kingdom. We are your church. We, we're all in. We sang, it's your breath in our lungs. We sang these songs, which were like declarations of commitment, saying everything I have is for you. And it's, as I said, it's a topic we'll come back to, but I think it's important that we get comfortable talking about and hearing about giving and money. We're often not comfortable talking about those things. Maybe it's a slightly British thing. I don't know. But some people, you know, they're a bit hesitant to say, oh, you know, how are you doing financially? It's quite important, isn't it? If, if, if someone you knew and loved was struggling financially, would you want to know so that you could help them? Yeah. But we're hesitant, aren't we? We're hesitant to plunge our hand into the difficult areas of life at times. But why this is most important is that Jesus said, he spoke a lot about money, but he said in Matthew 6, and it's recorded in Luke 12 as well, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Or there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I just want to lay like a few, before I talk about giving of life, time and money, I want to just lay some foundational things about money and what we, uh, the giving to God and that kind of stuff. So first and foremost, God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need from you. Acts 17 says that God gives life and breath to all and he's not served by human hands as if he needed anything. God created everything. How could he possibly then need it? There is not a special offering being taken up today. This is not me putting the squeeze on you. We had a trustees meeting uh, on Tuesday evening. Is it Tuesday evening? Yeah. And um, in terms of giving and the church, we're in good space, you know? Room for improvement, could be worse, could be better, but we're in good space. We're tracking above what we budgeted, which we sort of, you know, thought, okay, maybe we're going to be in this kind of area. So positive, we're in good space. There's no special offering being taken up. And to be 100% clear, Andy and I, as the elders of this church, and God, you know, I'm sort of kind of speaking semi on behalf of God here, our primary interest in your finances is because they are a barometer for where your heart is. It's not just a barometer, it's probably the best barometer, according to the scriptures. We've been doing a lot of work with these, with, with, uh, some of the Afghans that have been brought over uh, to the UK, and we were just talking a few weeks ago about, oh, you know, we, as a church, we've given lots of energy, lots of effort, lots of time, 
people have invested themselves, we might need to start investing some finance because the grants that we've received and the government money seems to have all sort of, we've used it all. And then, you know, within, was it within 48 hours? Within 48 hours, the Lord had provided more finance to use, which we, you know, as a church, we're saying, okay, well, maybe it's time for us to put some, some money into it as well. And the Lord said, actually, I've got provision for you. So we're not, I just want to be so clear about this. This is not, you know, a giving drive. This is a, where is your heart? Where's your heart? Money has spiritual weight and power. It makes promises. It says, if you have me, you'll be safe. I'll look after you. If you have me, you'll be satisfied. You can just, once you've got enough money, you can just relax. You'll be significant. People will want to know you. But it's promises that it can't actually deliver on. No amount of money can stop you getting hit by a bus as you cross the street just randomly. It makes promises that only God can actually fulfill. It has a spiritual weight and power. It gets its hooks in you. It says, come on, a little bit more, a little bit more. So why should we give and why should we be generous? If that's a value that we hold as a church. Because God gives and because God gives generously. God gives in creation. He has given us life. You are only here because God has given you life and given you the ability to sustain life through oxygen and food to produce energy. God has given in salvation. He gave Jesus. It's a famous verse, isn't it? John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. He's been generous in salvation. It wasn't a great prayer that was prayed earlier about, you know, God is, gives us it's so much grace. It's so much grace. It's not, he's not miserly in salvation. It's not like, okay, you're saved, but you better be good now. Otherwise, yes, it. It's, there's grace. I've messed up again, Lord. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. I forgive you. There's grace. Oh, I've done it again. Oh. There's grace. There's true repentance. There's grace. God is, gives and is generous in delegation. Jesus, when he rose from the dead, could have hung around for the next thousands of years in his resurrection body and walked around, started his own YouTube channel, you know, hey, it's me, Jesus, I'm still alive, everyone. Actually, God has delegated to the church. He's given us responsibility, the privilege of being in on what he is doing. That's generous. You know, I've got small children. When I'm doing something, sometimes I'll include them in it. You know, okay, we make, do you want to help me make breakfast? Great. It's not easier for me. 
It's not, you know, particularly beneficial for me. One day it might be and that they learn and they might be able to make me breakfast. But at the moment, it usually means there's spilt milk and cereal. But I want to be, you know, include them in because they, it gives them a sense of purpose and belonging. So, it's important because where our treasure is, there our heart is also, that God gives and God is generous. Okay, so as we go into uh, looking at this time, life and money, I just want to just um, talk a little bit about something, the principle of tithing. Brian spoke a few weeks ago, he said, if anyone tells you to tithe, I can't remember exactly what you said, but like, basically don't listen to them, um, which I think, I, I broadly speaking, I agree with. I think there's a principle behind tithing, which is helpful. So again, this is not, there's no special offering being taken today. I'm not saying to you, you must give 10%. That's what a tithe is. It was the, the first 10%. There's a principle here. So we're not talking about law, which in the Old Testament, you must give this to be righteous, to be acceptable before God. There's grace for us. And for God to say, you know, I want your first and your best. That's appropriate, isn't it? For God to say, I've Everything that I've given to you, I want you to trust me enough. I've already, I've given it to you, and I want you to trust me enough to give me back the first and the best. That seems reasonable to me. It seems like an acceptable demand. And so I'm talking about a principle of a tithe, not a law of a tithe. The first and the best of what you have. There's a, a famous uh, passage of scripture, I suppose most scripture is famous, but particularly quoted Malachi 3, where it says about bring the full tithe into the storehouses and I will bless you. I'll open up the, the windows of heaven to bless you. That whole, Malachi is really interesting to read 